The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Interesting talk there with Rick Manning, but uh, it really is uh, Social Security and Medicare, even though we're told not, because it's on autopilot. And uh, and that the spending of the automatic spending that all of the uh, diversity all the illegal diversity the newcomers get is a big deal there. Uh, Sam, you wanted to talk about that. Go right ahead, Sam and Shady Cove. Um, yeah, it's not only a matter of the money and, and the amount of uh, that receiving. Okay, yeah, could you reposition? Your phone's a little scratchy in Shady Cove. Give it another shot, Sam. Try again. Okay. Um, well, it's not only the money and the Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, Sam. It's not working. Your phone's not working. I'm going to have to... Uh, I'll, I'll put you on hold and try to get... Try to reposition. I'll put you on hold and see if we can get you back. Oliva's here. Hello, Oliva. Good morning. Hi, Bill. I was just reminding your listeners that uh, this Saturday after the flag rally um, that starts at 10 a.m., so around noonish, we'll be showing a free uh, viewing of the Letter to the American Church, which is the new film by Eric Metastas. Oh, oh, this is going to be the Josephine County Republican headquarters, Josephine right? Josephine County Republican office, too. Okay. Just across from the courthouse there. Okay. Around noonish, and it's a free film for everybody. It'll, it'll be starting after the 10 a.m. flag rally. So around noonish, we'll be showing that. All right. Very good. Hey, thanks for the call, Thank Oliva. Thank you. All right. Seven seven zero five six three three. Sam, we'll try one more time if you could get a decent signal out of there. How you doing? Hi. Nah, it's not working. I'm sorry, Sam. Sometimes sometimes we need to have a, a Spectrum phone or something. It's just not working. We'll have to talk with you a little later, okay? Yeah, it's 11 after 7. We do have some open phone time, but I'm also going to get uh, State Rep uh, Dwayne Yunker on here a little bit because he's being characterized as voted to not recriminalize drugs. I think there's a little bit of nuance that needs to be brought to this uh, discussion. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is the Bill Myers Show. 716, State Representative Dwayne Yunker back on the program because he is uh, back in Southern Oregon because the uh, Senate, the actual Senate, is uh, still in session today, but the House is not, right? So you're able to uh, to beat feet and get out of there, get out of the Marble Nut House, get back home for the weekend at least, okay? Hey. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Dwayne. I'm always interested when I uh, look at the way that a, a news outlet characterizes a vote on something. And, of course, House Bill 2000, or make that 4002, this was the one about uh, going after Measure 110 and trying to get some sanity back. You were on the program a little bit earlier this week saying that you were not a big fan of this. You weren't very trusting of House Bill 4002. Needless to say, it passed. But the Oregonian ended up reporting this morning these Oregon lawmakers voted against recriminalizing drugs. I have to add the emphasis there, okay? <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, all right, I'm looking at all of these Democrat votes that voted against 4002. Mark Gamba, Travis Nelson, Con Pham from Portland, and uh, let's see who else we have. Um, oh, yeah, uh, Farah Chiachi. Or Farah Chachi, yeah. I think is her name, uh, in uh, a Democrat from Aloha. And I'm thinking that they voted no for a very different reason than you voting no. Shelley Bozart Davis uh, not voting, or Tracy Kramer not voting. Uh, let's see, uh, who else was a Republican there? Ed Deal, Republican from Staten, or Jamie Kate. Something tells me that 
The Republicans voted no for a different reason. Would that be a fair assessment or characterization of what happened yesterday? No, I think that's a very fair assessment. <laughs> um, those Democrats just stood up and said they're going to vote. And, and let's back up a little bit. There is no bill that hits that floor that's not going to pass by the Democrats. So they needed 31 votes. They had their 31 votes. Um, they only could have four no votes. Mm-hmm. Those four no votes stood up during the, the three-hour-plus talk about this measure and how this bill is racist. Those people talked about this is going to be racist against black and brown. That was their whole reason. Nothing more than that. Wow. Now, so they couldn't have more, and I'm sure they had a lot more, but if you're a Democrat, you better obey, obey the master, and that's it. So I, you are totally right. There was 18 amendments um, put forth by Republican House. Every eight, all 18 amendments were never even given the light of day to discuss, talk about, or anything. These are good ones. I mean, there's one about here is if a, a law enforcement officer um, arrests someone for manufacturing fentanyl, they should call ICE. Democrats don't want you to call ICE. <laughs> I mean, so, so that was actually an amendment then. So you're, uh, as uh, President Biden would call, a newcomer illegally here, right? <laughs> Illegal alien. Yeah. And so you're you're making fentanyl here, and a police officer arrests you. You should not call ICE, according to the Democrats, right? They wouldn't let that go in there. Okay. No, no, that'd probably be racist. That we that a, a manufacturer of fentanyl, we shouldn't call ICE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, there was one, like, you know, one of the ones was, so if you're a parent, you know how screwy the law is for medical here. If you're 15, parents basically have no rights. That's there right. One of, if you're a parent and you have a child under 18, you could send them involuntary to rehab. No, they don't want that. Why would we want to get kids into rehab? They voted that they wouldn't pass that uh, amendment either. And but you see, this is what I was going at. You didn't want to vote for this, if I recall, because A, you didn't trust it. B, you didn't think it really did enough to actually fix the problem. So no. why did all these Republicans help the Democrats pass HB 4002, in your view? I, I, well, okay, so yesterday we voted, the day before, we had a, at least a dozen people that wanted to vote no. They were very torn because of exactly what you read in the paper. They're going to be labeled that they're for drugs. Decriminalization is bad. And that's what they're worried about. They're worried about going back to their area and, and saying, well, you voted no. You voted now. no against recriminalizing drugs. And, and yet yeah. they want, so there were a dozen Republicans that wanted to vote no on this. And Oh, I had people change their mind the morning of. I had a little short meeting and there was people changing their mind. Because they were just so worried about how the um, media was going to label them. Well, that appears to be absolutely true in this particular case. Uh, Oregon Live says, and they counted you as among the Oregon lawmakers, voted against recriminalizing drugs. That's not, but that's not the case. You voted against this because it's not a great bill. And that there were all sorts of better improvements that were not taken. And <laughs> at least that's how I see it. You know, at this, yeah. but is there that is there that little courage going on in the, in the in the house to not be able to withstand telling the truth about a not so good bill? 
because I'm I'm looking here that the people that wanted to do that ballot measure that would have essentially repealed Measure 110, they're not going to do anything now. They're going to give up on no, the I, on the ballot measure because they're thinking that uh, well, you guys have given us 85 percent of we want of what we want. Yes, yeah, I I would prefer this gone to the people. Just totally repealed Measure 110, and you got to look at. You know, I'm up there looking at this at a different level than the public is. Look who's putting, like I said the other day, look who put this bill together. You know, you got Lieberman, and you got the one Republican that's not going to come back. Now, I don't know him, but I would just, my little spotty senses are on it. What job is he going to have? Because he's not going to be in the Oregon legislature anymore. Let's wait and see a year from now where he's working. Whether it's the Northwest Power Council or whatever other give me little little nice little cushy job that they give to uh, Republicans or Democrats that carry water for the Democratic agenda, right? That kind of thing. Exactly. Those are those are my worries because here is a House bill that was totally put together by senators. There was we didn't get to say anything. It's not a House bill. This is a Senate bill inside the House. So, uh, you know. People need to understand there's a lot more behind the line. And and if you read this bill, they're only reading the first line, decriminalization. But, you know, Josephine County, they're getting some peanuts for any of these things. Well, we're going to give rehab, blah, blah, blah. Josephine County's not getting that. I got them all the money here where it's going. And the most we're going to get for is to help set up some deflection program. Like Now, what, yeah, what's a deflection program, Dwayne? You know what? I've been on the phone trying to figure that out, but I would be—I would assume that would be like working with ADAPT or OnTrack or one of these groups to help facilitate a way to get them into treatment, and, and that's the way I would see that. Like in, in Grants Pass, they used ADAPT, and they already have a program at that, but there's no treatment beds for them to go to. Um, I guess they can go to the mission, and I love the mission because they do good work, and they don't take government money, but. How do you expect us to get help for people if you give us no money to, to put, put me in? We don't have no treatment bed. Is most of the money going to Multnomah, I would figure? I'm just oh, presuming. Yeah, there's, on this list, there's 42 places that this stuff's going to. And I'm sure we're going to get a little much, you know, when someone goes to, you know, for some health, um, mental health, that maybe options or something. But if you look at the list, I, I know ARC is getting some money in Medford. Uh-huh. Um, but... but you know, I'm a Josephine County guy, so I'm, you know, there's no money here. And there hasn't been beds, like I said the other, other day, for over 10 years, we have less beds today. So I just think this is an absolute horrible bill that's not solving the problem. And then guess who's in charge of the money again? <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. I thought that Oregon Health Authority was not going to be in charge of this money, and that was one of the agreements to to move this forward before. Where, where, where was I wrong? Of course, there's been so much news about this. It's just kind of flipping and flopping back and forth. Help me well, out. Okay. You, I say Oregon Health Authority. We didn't take care of all the Measure 110 money that's still out there. Being there's there, If you do mental health, that has to go through Oregon Health Authority. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, Oregon Health Authority is there. There was a bill. Um, you know, Representative Dill put up that he wanted to have all these third to have a third party review of all the nonprofits every year where their money's being spent. 
that didn't make the light of day. I know Representative Dill was upset about that because he's afraid they're going to be buying cars and everything else and fraud with this money. Um, huh. You know, so, and you can see, and there's, out of the 42, I can go down there, and there's OHA, 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 OHA. There's a whole bunch of OHA. So we're just empowering the Oregon Health Authority to become, uh, you know, to hand out grants to Democrat Party-friendly NGOs. That kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. And, and profits, and non-profits. Yeah. DJ, DJ, theme money going to stuff, but, you know, I think you have to really look between the you know these little lines and see where these places are at and look at where the money mostly is going. And they're going to say, well, that's the population. Yeah, I don't believe that. Um, you know, and these other groups that say, oh, the black and brown. He was just in the newspaper, the Daily Courier, the other day. Forty-eight point five percent of the uh, residents of Josephine County are on Medicaid. I, I have the five poorest of the six poorest towns in my county. Don't give me the whole black and brown thing. <laughs> How about well, no, you have to, you know, well, you got to understand the way they're looking at it, though, is that the 48 and a half percent, you know, generally maybe Caucasian, you know, you look at the demographics yeah. of Oregon, uh, Caucasians uh, deserve to be poor and uh, and ignored. In the in the system, there uh, it's much more important to pay attention to only black and brown. I think that's what the Multnomah County contingent was uh, was getting at. I'm being a little irritating when I say that, but, but you know, yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know, almost half, and that's right, almost half on Oregon Health Plan. That's essentially what you're talking about. Almost half of yeah. the population in Joe County on Oregon Health Plan. Okay, all right, and yeah. in other words, everyone's everyone's going to talk about uh, what how they voted on this, and they're going to to declare victory. What is your prediction about what's really going to come out of passing House Bill four thousand two? I think this was a political thing for the Democrats because they knew that the voters were upset, and if they didn't do something, they were going to be taken to the ballot this fall. And even though Republicans know that it's a bad bill, or knew that it was a bad bill. They were afraid to be called out like you were in the Oregonian for voting against recriminalizing drugs when you were actually going to be a lot tougher than what 4002 was going to do. Uh, that was a lot. Yes, this is not this is weak. And we're really not getting treatment to the people that really need treatment. I, I want treatment. I want people to get help. But this is weak. And it's only just the word of we're recriminalizing drugs. Well, mm. Yeah, recriminalizing light. Re- recriminalizing light. Okay, all right, very good. Yeah, and, and let me, can I say one more thing? Sure, go ahead. You know, I had these conversations with, you know, like Chief Hensman and stuff. I let him know how I was voting. I, I said, I lo- love and support everything you do, and I'm for you guys. I have to look at all the other things that are in these bills that bother me when I'm representing the people of Josephine County. All right, very good. I appreciate the update there, Dwayne. Thanks for taking a few minutes, all right? Be well. All right. Thank you, Bill. Bye. State Rep. Dwayne Yunker. It is a 729 KMED KCMD. Yes, he voted against recriminalizing drugs. Yeah. That's the kind of, uh, you know, it's disappointing because you think about it. If the Republicans had the the Republicans that wanted to vote no, had they actually followed their instincts to vote no on this because it is a weak bill, 
And it's a Democrat. It, it's the only the only bill that got passed was all the stuff the Democrats wanted. None of the amendments that Republicans were looking for got put on the bill. They could have killed it. Because there were four or five of these uh, crazy Democrats. They're all talking about the black and brown people that uh, voted no on it. And it would have been fine. But it wouldn't have been enough votes. There wouldn't have been enough votes. So wh- what do we think is going on here? I don't know. Two Dogs Fabricating knows trailers. They sell trailers and repair trailers. So if you'd like your trailer inspected, bring it to the dogs and they'll sniff it out. Two Dogs will check the axles, hitch, tongue, lights, bed, brakes, and more to make sure your trailer's roadworthy. Most trailers on the road are fine, but it's good to have it checked out once a year. They'll scrutinize crucial welds for corrosion and cracks, too. And if you need any repairs, you'll get a quick, reasonable estimate. Two Dogs Fabricating on Ryan Way, off Sage in Medford. Freddy's Diner in Old Town Eagle Point has a menu designed to appeal to everyone in the family. Choose from 13 hearty burgers served with fresh cut fries, crisp and moist pressure fried chicken, hand-dipped fish and chips, beer-battered prawns, sandwiches, steaks, salads, and more. Dine in or check out the menu online. Call in your order, and it'll be waiting for a quick and easy pickup. Support your local restaurants. Freddy's Diner on Main in Old Town Eagle Point. Open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day for lunch and dinner. While retinitis pigmentosa takes Mark's vision, his family gives him hope, whether at the family business or at home with his wife and sons. He knows he's not fighting alone. For 50 years, the Foundation Fighting Blindness has funded research into treatments and cures for blinding retinal diseases, providing hope to people with vision loss. And for Mark, winning the fight means being there for his family. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Together, we're winning. Help us end blinding diseases at fightingblindness.org. Welcome back to the Bill Myers Show, 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. 7.32. Earlier I was talking with Rick Manning, and he was talking about the uh, the issues with uh, Social Security and how the Democrats have been talking openly about uh, just uh, you know grabbing everyone's 401k, and then they'll give you a little bit of money each month, and it just gets folded into the uh, Social Security program. They've been talking about this openly for a while. And uh, some folks are thinking that this is a uh, conspiracy theory. It's like, no, no, it's not the case at all. And, and also saying that when the Democrat, that Republicans don't want to do anything to uh, kind of shore up Social Security right now, uh, given that they're, they want to kick it over to the Democrats and let them take the, uh, the heat, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, it kind of gets me into this is why I think about having some wealth, not just all into the 401ks. Or into the uh, stock markets and everything. Nothing wrong with having some of that, but uh, because uh, they want their grubby little hands on it, you know, that's just it, you know. And so, talk to my friends at Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers, Ashland, sixteen thirty two Ashland Street, and Sixth and G by appointment. Call four eight two thirty seven fifteen for the uh, Grants Pass store and uh, and talk about getting some real physical gold and silver into your system. The other, you know, just part about talk to your financial advisor about it. But I think it's a it's a good plan. Something that is not that they can't touch. You know, just just saying. All right. And the other thing is that if you have scrap gold, scrap silver. And you have collectible uh, banknotes, all sorts of things, collectibles in general. Just talk with them and see if they can free up some cash for you if you need that, too. The recognized experts, Jay Austin in Ashland and Grants Pass. Uh, JayAustinBrokers.com. And, of course, their online portal for buying is uh, FortuneReserve.com. All right? Let me talk with Melissa. Melissa, you wanted to key off a bit about what uh, Rick Manning was talking about, too, 
on that Social Security yeah. card. Hi, Bill. Hi. Um, I am I am a registered investment advisor and a financial fiduciary. Mm-hmm. And um, I just my fear is that you're and Rich did, did give his disclosure that he wasn't giving financial no. advice. But, no. Um, you know, I mean, my fear is that your callers are going to run out and like liquidate their 401ks or their IRAs. So, oh, oh I, w- I wouldn't do that right away either. I'm not, not not saying that. But they are openly discussing it, and we're probably getting closer to that sort of a uh, uh, situation, especially as we get closer to 2033 when the trust yeah, fund and that's goes like, bust. You know, trying to exercise Roth conversions is a good idea over a period of time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, liquidating your IRA can cause all kinds of problems. Like you'll be subject to what's called an IRMA, and you'll pay as much as 500 bucks a month for your Medicare Part B. Um, there's all kinds of consequences. You have to have like a spreadsheet as far as, you know, what uh, the tax implications are and then how long it would take you to get back that money and then looking at spreading it over time. Um, so I just wanted to say that. And then the other thing I had to say was why in the world are the Republicans not using this as a talking point and actually a plat- uh, campaign platform? Um, to be able to say this is what the Democrats want to do, this is their bill. They, you know, this is what they've you know brought forth. To, to yeah, they, they want to come after your savings in essence. Now, yeah, it might be they they might be have been talking about the four hundred one k, but they could just as easily talk about the, all other assets, any other financial assets that people have. Right, that's correct. So, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to let you know that or say that because yeah. it's, you know, for people, to, I do have people that occasionally come in that. You know, they did liquidate their 401k or their IRA, and, you know, the wealth that they built then is, you know, dramatically reduced because of that action. If they had planned it out a little bit better, um, that would have, you know, been to their benefit. So always talk to a financial advisor like yourself, right, before you're doing something yeah. like that. But he, and, and that's why he said that, and he's painting in broad brushes of what the Democrats are talking about. And we're still looking at about six, seven years out. You know, for uh, in, right. b- before things start getting really hot and heavy, but if they've been talking about it for a decade, and they've been have, holding hearings on it, you got another series about it. You know, this is not just something they're they're kicking around right. because uh, you but know it is political suicide. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's another thing. I mean, they would have done it in two seconds if the consequences, you know, with the voters wasn't you know weren't going to. We're going to turn out against them. Yeah, but you also realize that I have no doubt that you would realize, though, that what would happen is that it would be the next crisis. This would be brought out. Oh, your 401k took a took right. a real dump and things like that went down because of war or whatever or the budget or something like that. And, OK, we're going to take your 401k. It, well, it's kind of like uh, what Roosevelt did with gold back in the 1930s. Okay, you got to turn in all the gold because you know gold at that point was uh, you know truly considered money, and then uh, and and then we'll give you uh, twenty dollars, I think is what it was, or and then they immediately revalued it to thirty five. <laughs> you know, right? Same kind right. of thing. I, I completely agree with you. Um, one more point, and I'll, I'll let you go. But. Um... The other thing, too, is um, I'll have people come in and they um, have turned their Social Security on while they're still working. Mm -hmm. And then the question becomes, okay, what are you going to replace your income with when you quit working? Um, Because no one is really disciplined enough in order to save all the money from Social Security. You know, they just look at it usually as they've got more income coming in. And if you sit down again on that and you figure out lifespan, you know, the magic age is 82. So if you're going to live past the age of 82, you will 
harvest more money out of Social Security by collecting larger checks and fewer of them than smaller checks and more of them. So, you know, the question always becomes if you just are going to pull the trigger and turn your Social Security on, what are you going to do when you quit working if you're going to continue to work past the age of your full retirement age? Well, Melissa, I'm going to have fun with you in this, and I hope you take it in the meaning as I give this to you. We're not going to have to worry about uh, not working, okay? This is what we'll be doing uh, when PERS goes bankrupt and the various federal program uh, pension, defined pension plans go bankrupt because they can't possibly uh, pay off. People like you and me will be assigned a government worker to work for and help them out and, uh, and, 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 and work in their life so that they can retire, Okay. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's Not like disagree on yeah, that, yeah, 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 who yeah, who was that uh, that Oregon uh the Oregon Mike was it Mike Bellotti? Mike Bellotti that uh, they got 450,000 that gets $450,000 a year out of PERS tier 1. I think the uh, you know the yeah. former uh, Ducks uh, yep. Ducks coach. And so um, just think of how many Oregonians would be forced to go to work and slave and garden over at his mansion or something like that in order to uh, make sure that he gets paid. I can't wait. Oh, of course. All right. Yep. You take care. Thank all right. <laughs> all right. I'm just having fun, and I, I I can hear I can hear some teachers and other pers tier one people going. Yeah, stop that. Can't help it. Seven thirty nine. Yeah, that's what I want. I think we we should all just go on Oregon pers. That'll make it sustainable. We'll talk with Captain Bill coming up. All right. Hang on. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is your one stop accessory and protection shop, offering quality products like Lightex spray on bed liners, undercoating, and truck, Jeep, and SUV accessories. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is now your premier source for overlanding, off-road, and outdoor lifestyle products. So what are you waiting for? Stop on by and get prepared for your next adventure. They're located at 4840 Airway Drive, just off Vilas Road in Central Point. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority. Your Department of Adventure. By Coastal Media's Best of Southern Oregon magazine is online at bestofsouthernoregon.com. Find the winners in nearly 200 categories by flipping through the magazine online or sort by category and discover Southern Oregon's best suppliers of goods and services like Southern Oregon's Wellness Clinic, Rosario's, Shreve Insurance, and Kelly's Appliance. Congratulations to all the award winners from Bicoastal Media, publishers of Best of Southern Oregon. Nominations for 2024 to 2025 starts in spring. Visit bestofsouthernoregon.com. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletConstruction.com. Good morning, I'm Marcus Villa with your MC5 Morning News Update. A bill that would increase civil penalties for violating child labor laws has passed both legislative chambers and is heading to the governor's desk. House Bill 4004 would increase the maximum fine for violating child labor laws from $1,000 to $10,000. The increased penalties would apply to a number of child labor laws, including working hours for children under 16 and restrictions of what types of work children under 16 are allowed to do. The Oregon Senate voted unanimously to pass a bill that would bring much-needed relief to wildfire victims across the state. Senate Bill 1520 proposes a tax exemption for legal settlements related to wildfires that were declared state and federal emergencies. Southern Oregon Senator David Brock Smith says... This is an important step for the struggles he sees people face in his district. The bill is now in the hands of the House Committee on Revenue. We told you yesterday about the Macy's closures nationwide and the unknown status of our local store here in Medford. Well, we have good news for you. 
Earlier this week, the company announced its plans to close 150 underperforming stores across the country to focus more on its other locations. Macy's told us Thursday that the Rogue Valley Mall location is not one of the stores slated for closures. That's a look at your morning headlines from C5 News. I'm Marcus Veal. Have a great weekend and please stay warm. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. Is your business or personal tax return under IRS audit? Tell the IRS First Response Resolution has got it. First Response Resolution in Eagle Point, your local tax resolution experts. Visit firstresponseirs.com and talk to Zach in Eagle Point. He'll defend your rights as a taxpayer. Sweetwater Sanitation are your experts in the sanitation business. With over 20 years of providing septic services in Southern Oregon, Sweetwater Sanitation gets the job done the right way. Sweetwater Sanitation can inspect, service, repair, and pump your septic tank so you can focus on enjoying time with friends and family and not a septic disaster. Give them a call at 541-821-1426 or check them out online at swsmodoc.com. Sweetwater Sanitation, their service is the difference. Hi, I'm Jim with the Beauty Mark Salon and Glitter Bar, and I'm on KMED and KCMD. 7.43 before Captain Bill. Uh, by the way, uh, Glenn called during the break, and we were kind of musing about what would happen if the defined government pension plans were to go down, the Fed and or PERS, CalPERS, you know, various that. And then they would need uh, state residents that were not on PERS to be slaves in order to pay off the mandatory contracts that we're told about, right? And Glenn said, well, why not just have uh, the college, uh, the former college students that are having their college loans forgiven? They could be they could be the mules. I think it's a great idea, Glenn. I like it. Here we go to Captain William E. Simpson. Bill, great to have you back on Wild Horse Fire Brigade. You've been all over this uh, slow motion excrement show known as the Klamath Dam Removal. How are things looking right now, Bill? Welcome back. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we're looking at um, it's, it's pretty much a uh, <laughs> a disaster zone. <clears throat> we're, um, you know, the sediment coming down the river is, is pretty bad, and um, <clears throat> everybody's kind of looking the other way. In fact, there was a, um, a a big excavator up there by Boyle Dam when they let that down. There was, you know, animals being caught in the mud. Elk were up to their antlers. You know how tall an elk is, so that gives you an idea how deep the clay sediments are. <clears throat> and, um, you know, KRRCs, whenever there's a disaster, you know, Mark Bransom's out there, well, we, we expected this. Well, there's things going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we expected a disaster, really? It's kind of what Mark was... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, it's part of the plan. It's part of the plan, right? Yeah, nothing so, to say. You know, I've been talking um, with... Um, Unfortunately, I can't seem to get responses from my county supervisors. Uh, I've sent emails out, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. The, the citizen-county uh, supervisor relationships don't seem to be all that great because I can't get a response. But the good news is is we have a candidate, Jess Harris, who is going for District 1. He's going to be hopefully replacing Brandon Chris, who's been pretty useless as far as 
<clears throat> helping the county and its citizens. Jess is, um, is, I think, is a really good guy, and I think he's going to make a big difference on the board. And so him and I have been talking about the need for the county to declare an emergency here because this is, in fact, a genuine cause for uh, declaration of an emergency. You know, we, we've declared an emergency because of the cannabis situation. I mean, come on. You know, this is far worse. People's wells are being contaminated, um, arguably, with um, with heavy metals. We have enough evidence now to suspect that there is contamination. Yeah. And, you know, um, <clears throat> people's health, safety, and welfare it should be the priority for the county supervisors. They should be all over the top of protecting, not waiting until we have a cancer cluster. Okay, let's get on top of this right now. We we know the science says that that the and in the USGS uh, sampling report, which was completed September of 2022, and then and then kept under wraps until a week after they released the sediment, and then they released the report that says, oh, by the way, there's there's uh, heavy metals in in the confluent of the Klamath River. And by the way, this is stuff we've been talking about for years leading up to this, because anyone with common sense would know that if you're just going to unplug the dams and just flood the sediment down the river, you're going to get this uh, this buildup of, of many decades coming out all at once. It's just right. obvious, yeah, well, common it, sense. It, you know, that's the thing, Bill. It's, it's kind of it's happening in the background, and people really don't pay attention to it or may not even be aware of the effect that lakes have of, for concentrating heavy metals. They're just like a giant EPA settling pond. Okay, mm-hmm. so you, what happens is the, the river normally trans transports all the, this is a mineral rich area. We've got all kinds of minerals in the ground here. You know, you name it, we've got it, uh, ranging from gold to platinum, all the way down to lead, zinc, chromium, Chromium, arsenic, you know, all of that. Okay. So it's coming down the river. Yeah. Because we have volcanic soils, right? These are volcanic soils that we're talking about around us. Right. Exactly. And it comes down the river all day, every day for centuries. Well, what happens is when you, when you put in a dam, then um, you end up with what is the, the equivalent of a giant settling pond. So these heavy metals settle out for hundreds, you know, in the case of Copco, they were settling out for 106 years and Iron Gate 60 years. So what happens is the sediment in those lakes has a disproportionately higher concentration of heavy metals than anywhere else in the river. Okay, now these guys knew it. They knew it all the way back when... when uh, uh, Pacific Corp initially started talking about what do we got to do to get rid of the dams? And they said, well, you got to get the sediment out, you got to dredge, you got to take it to the Nevada desert, you got to dump it. Okay, what's that cost? Well, that's like $400 million. Eh, We're not going to do it. So um, so here we are with the new guys, KRRC, you know, they're oh so happy we're going to, you know, re- we're going to kill the river dead to restore the river. And so it's kind of like, what? Hold, hold it. What do you. You guys, where did you guys come from? You know, how does this work? Because when you when you release these sediments, they're highly concentrated now over, you know, and, and, and I mean, it, this is a proven science. This isn't like, this is no, no conspiracy here. The DEQ, the EPA, everybody, when you're mining or doing anything and you've got sediment coming down and you have some unwanted uh, uh, heavy metals that, you, that they don't want to enter the watershed, they make you have settling ponds because it works. Well, that's what these lakes have done. They've had, they were cleaning heavy metals out of the river water. The water that came out of Iron Gate was superior to the water that came in to up there above at Copco. So, 
Um, now they let it all go down. Um, that stuff is in the river below Iron Gate. Now we have to now we have to take every step to protect the health, safety, and welfare of the citizens of our county in Siskiyou here. And and no and of course the smash and grab guys at KRRC, they're they're basically just wanting to make a bunch of money and then get the heck out of Dodge. So um, <clears throat> we can't let that happen. We need and and the other thing is is they didn't let all the sediment down. There's about seventy to seventy five percent or more sitting there exposed. Now it's it's subject to and and this is the claim that now this is the claim if I understand uh, Bill that they're going to be spreading seed on this sediment, right? And then you're going to grow all sorts of uh, restorative plants on the clay or on the sediment, right? That's not going to happen. Yeah, their idea of mitigating the remaining, um, and it's uh, the vast majority. In fact, I, it's totally underestimated. You know, they, they say, and yes, what you're saying is true, that's their plan. But here's the deal. Okay, even Mark Bransom said this. It, it's kind of like his math is, is screwy. It doesn't add up. He says, oh, yeah, and this is in public testimony to our Board of Supervisors, the river transmits 5 to 7 million metric yards of sediment down the river every year. Okay, 5 to 7 million metric yards every okay. year. Well, if you're settling that out for 106 years, how much do you have in Copco Lake? How much do we have? Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, the basic math, if we take the low number, 5 million metric yards, and it's been settling out for 100 years, you might have as much as 500 yards. Or 500, 500 million cubic 500 yards, million, okay. Yeah, 500 million <laughs> yards, right, exactly. So, you know, we start thinking about this. Well, how do you come up with 20 million metric yards, Mark? You know, because if you have, if you have too much sediment going through the turbine blades, of the generators, they will just shred them. Yeah, it cuts them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Bill, the, the whole idea then is that what you're pushing then is for the the county uh, board of supervisors, the equivalent of the county commission in uh, in Oregon, in California, their board of supervisors to declare an emergency on this. They're not responding yet. Is there is there kind of like a, a growing citizen swell of uh, of anger, you know, over this that might uh, might push them to do some action? Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of citizens now that are uh, behind this or behind, you know, Jess Harris came out and said, yeah, we need to declare an emergency. He's right. I agree. And a lot of other people do, too. And here's the thing. We're not we're not looking to get a bunch of free money from the state. What we want is uh, I think the key. There's two key things we want out of this. We want to declare an emergency, put it on Gavin Newsom's desk. And as part of that, and, and the supervisors can craft this probably any way they're going to do it. But I think the two key points are, one, we need to deal with the sediments that are remaining and not just plant stuff over the top if it'll even grow. Yeah, they need this sediment needs dug out the way it was originally going to be done by dredging. But everybody said, right. well, that's too expensive. Well, there was a reason why they wanted to dredge it out in the first place because of the toxicity. Of the right. uh, potential so there, for so toxicity. Two, so going back to what we're hoping out of this emergency declaration, two things. One, we need to address the sediment, okay, which means it needs to be excavated and, it, you know, standard excavation. Mm-hmm. Now we paid the huge ecological cost to expose it. Now we can deal with it in a better manner. In fact, it may even be less polluting than turning it around in the lake, you know, with dredge. So that's got to happen. It's got to get gone. And then two... We need to get financial aid 
so that the people downriver whose wells may be contaminated now can actually afford to have their water tested because see people it's easy to say oh test your water well guess what it's the minimum test is 300 and some bucks really and people on yeah huh. and people on that. social security bill people on social security can't afford that and that just gets you a baseline okay you need people need to have tested their wells like yesterday and then um, if you're if you're close to the alluvium on the river, um, and then you're going to have to continue to test out for a period of probably a year, because as these particulates, you know, these metal particulates can move through the alluvium over time, they're microparticles. And then, of course, lead is an interesting compound because it can go into solution. It can actually be dissolved in water, and then that can move even past the alluvium into other wells. So. We have to have baseline testing done, and then we have to have ongoing testing for the intrusion or potential intrusion of these things because you can't be having people uh, drinking this stuff because, you know, this the ingestion of, of these heavy metals could lead to a cancer cluster along the river. And so the county has a, has a fiduciary duty to protect the health, safety, and welfare of its citizens. But, you know, the county has been strangely silent through a lot of this whole process, though. And 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 I remember I was only half joking a while back though. I said, "What you buy the county off with some uh, with some fire tenders and water tenders and things like that? Some of the uh, the agencies and everybody's fine." I don't know. I, 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 well, the county this this is serious because these guys won't get away from it. Um, not even personally. If if they don't do what's right for the citizens right now, um, and we end up with a cancer cluster. The attorneys will track these guys down on their personal lives. They could even leave their positions hmm. because it would be gross negligence, and they will no longer have the immunity. Of being All about uh, piercing. Person. Yeah, piercing sovereign immunity. Right, All yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So uh, now you ended up also sending me that amazing story that uh, California Globe reporter, what's her name here? Uh, Katie Grimes. Katie Grimes. Yeah, Katie, Katie Grimes, Grimes here. And and it's uh, talking about is California's Klamath River dam removal a ghoulish experiment? Well, it's starting to look that way more and more. And I know you've been writing about this in your uh, in your journalism on this too. Is there like a, a clearing place where you uh, post all this right now so I can send people right. to, to read what's up? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We put everything up at uh, Cisco News, Cisco News. That's Jay Martin's operation here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's the he's basically standing against the wind i mean the guy is standing tall um and facing a lot of you know they've got propagandists out there right these people must be paid because they practically live on facebook and on social media they post on every facebook uh group you can find they find every comment there i mean these people are obviously paid and Mm -hmm. and they've got you know these avatars and then when they get busted then they go get a new avatar and come back with a vengeance and and try to you know dis they try to say everything that we're the truth that we're posting is is conspiracy. You know, you look at what's going on with the river. They killed the whole river all the way down to the microorganisms is dead. Now you can do whatever you want, even if the turbidity was to you know start clearing up, the food source in the river is gone. And you know, salmonids when you drop them in there, they've got to eat. They you know they do need to eat. And if everything is gone, these like they just dropped 850,000 uh, salmon uh, fry into Fall Creek. It's a two-mile long, mile-and-a-half-long uh, creek. It's a short little thing. It's not very wide. It's, you know, 12 feet to 4 feet wide, depending on where you're standing. Um, 
<clears throat> and that dumps into the Klamath River right there, just at the Narrows, right right below where uh, it's at the upper end, uh, upriver end of Iron Gate. So um, those little fish are going to go, they're going to run out of food, 850,000 hungry miles are going to run out of food in the creek pretty quick. And, and they're going to head on down to the Klamath. And when they get there, they're going to find there's very little picking. And what about the oxygen level in the uh, river at this point? Because is it still looking pretty brackish as it's uh, you know going down the river right now? The water going down the river? Yeah, yeah. The turbidity is still um, is still elevated. Um, everything has been killed. There's a lot of decomposing organic material. All the dead fish. You know, when you have decomposing organic material, you get what's called oxidation reduction reaction mm-hmm. or redox. And uh, so, decomposing things pull oxygen out of the water. So the the lack of you know the reduced oxygen. Crayfish, for instance, all the Klamath River crayfish, a native a native animal which was killed. Mark Francis says, oh, we didn't kill any native native fish or native animal. That's not true. They killed every native fish all the way down to the mouth of the river. The crayfish, the sculpin, steelhead, salmon, all kinds of other critters are dead. Um, but the, the crayfish, they can survive on, on as low as 1% to 2%. Ideally, they need 1% to 2% continuously, but when you get dead crayfish, that means a drop below 1% dissolved oxygen, so one part per million. And so they're all over the shoreline dead, and that tells you how low it went. I mean, and that means a lot of other things that you don't see. Bill, if you or I or anyone listening to this show right now were to do to the Klamath, just out of a basis of you were a farmer and you pushed a bunch of stuff into the river, or you blew your own little private dam just because you got, got tired of anybody else that would have tried to do what they've done with the uh, the Klamath Dam system would be arrested. And the fact that government well, has been rather supine on this is, is to me, quite chilling. And it is. Hold, hold, them, hold them to account, because if, if the county's not going to defend you, who is, is what I would wonder. What's well, the point you know, of having a Siskiyou County? Is, is one of the ranchers who had a actual irrigation rights moved a few rocks after a big storm, you know, the, the their, their, uh, Mm-hmm. Their irrigation ditch uh, got plugged up with some rocks, and they were moving rocks. And the black helicopters showed up with a bunch of people from Humboldt, some sort of uh, you know uh, eco terrorist squad. And John Lopey had to protect the the ranchers from that assault. They were going to actually haul them away. Yeah, but the eco terrorists are fine with this uh, act of eco terrorism, in my opinion. Wow, well, that's yeah, it's their agenda. You know, they're all they've created a disaster, and now they're going to get. More money. I mean, they're 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 looking at this, and at some point they'll they'll say, "Well, this didn't work out the way we hoped, and we've got a big mess, and now we got we need more money. We need yeah. more taxpayer money to fix this mess." And you know, and it's just it's an endless. We've got to put our foot down here, but the the health, safety, and welfare of our citizens comes first. And and I'm glad we've got people like you know Jay Martin and Jess Harris is going to hopefully be the district one supervisor. I think Jess will do a good job. He gets it. He's a man who gets it. You know, the people got to come first and we got to have transparency. We need to have full disclosure. We need to have a board of supervisors that will communicate with the with the citizens openly and not, you know, make everything so hard. You got to come down to the county meeting, which is very difficult in a county this big. You got to drive all the way into town to be able to communicate with these people. And and then, you you know, maybe get your two or three minutes and then, OK, OK, and then we're going to move on. But um I know that Ray Halp has been trying, but, you know, he's got a board that's kind of dragging the feet around him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got one district supervisor 
who I won't name, who I think is is on board with the whole you know eco-terrorism agenda, um, and that's no bueno. That's got to get fixed, you know, because you know people in Wairika don't realize their water source is going to get impacted. They had a split. Well, Fall Creek is where Wairika gets its water, its drinking water, and now because they put the new fish hatchery up there, that new fish hatchery needs a lot more water than the old. They had an old one that was not very used very much up there. It didn't use much water, but now this new big one, oh, guess what? It needs more water. And so they're dividing the water source between the hatchery and, and the city. Um, so, you know, Wairika's got a the city, people down there thinking that this dam removal isn't affecting them. Uh, and got news flash for you folks. Uh, you, If you're in Wairika and your, your representative there isn't looking out for you guys, you're going to find out that you're not going to have your you're swimming. You're not going to be able to fill the kids' swimming pool. Maybe these summers coming up. All right, Captain William E. Simpson. You can find out more about everything he's been talking about here, interviews, and so much more in his journalism, along with uh, Katie Grimes and much more. Siskiyou.news. Siskiyou.news. And I appreciate you keeping us in the room on this one, Captain Bill. It uh, unfortunately, what we were fearing was going to happen with this dam removal process, the way it was uh, described. It does appear to be playing out uh, well worse than I think than than it, what we were thinking. It's worse than what Doctor. It's worse than what Doctor Paul Hauser forecast. And yeah, they, what what Hauser was concerned about, and they got rid of him because he was uh, too willing to tell the truth about that. And you know, being an honest science a scientist is a hard job these days. I guess. I appreciate the call and thanks for checking in, Captain Bill. Okay, you thank, be well. Thank you, Bill. Siskiyou dot news to read up. It's three. 